Well, spring is here, and many young couples are turning to fertility experts to help them have the best chance of conceiving. In this episode, we'll go behind the scenes and learn about behavioral health specialists and how they fit into fertility support. Joining us today to talk about fertility support groups, we have two experts, Susan Rosado and Dr. Tiffany Edwards. Both are behavioral health specialists with Fertility Centers of Illinois. This is the Time to Talk Fertility podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Howell. Welcome, Susan and Dr. Edwards. Hi, it's nice to be here. Wonderful to have you. Susan, let's start with you. What exactly is a behavioral health specialist? So a behavioral health specialist can be any person or professional who is trained to help individuals or couples or groups cope or manage a variety of emotional challenges, mental health challenges, social challenges, and people who specialize as behavioral health specialists, you often will see many initials behind our name. So it could be a social worker, for example, an LCSW, a psychologist who is a PsyD or a PhD, or you might see LCPC, which means a licensed clinical professional counselor or marriage and family therapist with a LMFT. So sometimes there are Many different type of people who could be psychologists, psychiatrists, mental health counselors, therapists who might be a behavioral health specialist. Okay. And what kinds of responsibilities does a behavioral health specialist have? We work with a range of patients at kind of whatever point that they may need help. So we might work with patients that need a little extra support. Maybe they're dealing with challenges with treatment or with their partner with effective and communication strategies. We also work with members of their family. So if they're maybe talking with family members just about treatment expectations. In addition to our work with patients, we also do a lot of education with our colleagues. So sort of staff education. We also can educate members of the public just about information on treatment and kind of medical decision making, what their options are. So we offer the support and education both to patients, partners, families, and the lay public really. Okay. And Susan, when does a patient see a behavioral health specialist during their journey? So people can see us any time in in their journey. Some people will see us from the beginning through the end when we graduate them from FCI and they're expecting. Some people might tap into us any time along the way if they might feel overwhelmed or have questions or they're on a certain path of what they're working towards and we're helping with some of that as Dr. Edwards said, education, psychoeducation through this, or talking about communication strategies or whatever. And often, or once in a while, some of our patients might see us after they're finished with FCI. Maybe they're coping with a new little one at home or what to share with their child if they have been donor-conceived. Got it. And Dr. Edwards, how does a behavioral health specialist work with patients? In a lot of different ways, honestly. We are able to be there in a capacity of support for a patient. So if they're struggling with their responsibilities, with the time, with the the additional demands of treatment, we can be there as a support. There are many patients that meet with me because they want to talk about strategies to better and communicate with their partner or with family and friends. So we'll kind of strategize, if you will. There are patients that meet with me because they may not fully understand kind of next steps with treatment or kind of what their options are. So we'll do some patient education efforts, if you will. Patients 
can also meet with us in the capacity of a group. So where they're talking with us, but in addition to other people, just kind of learning from others' experiences. We do lots of uh, patient education. So yeah, there are many ways that we can kind of interact with and be there as a support for a patient. Sure. And how often can a patient meet with a behavioral health specialist? You know, there, there really is no set number of times. A patient can meet with us at like any point in their journey, at the beginning, in the middle, as well as in the end. If a patient is really looking for an opportunity to work with a therapist on more of a consistent basis, we tend to not do therapy at FCI, but we are uh, available if they want to meet with us kind of on occasion or if I need be kind of at any point along their treatment journey. And how many patients do you work with at one time? In terms of patient load, that varies. In terms of a session, if a patient wants to meet with us like individually by themselves, well, we can do that. Many times patients will meet with us as well as their partner or they'll bring along a family member. But in terms of patient load, that just varies. Okay. And Susan, for you, along with meeting with patients one-on-one, I know there are virtual support groups. What kind of fertility support groups are available? So right now, virtually... We have three support groups at FCI. One is called No Partner Needed for our single women who are thinking of having a little one on their own or in the midst of treatment or who already have gone through that experience. We also have a general fertility support group for people, just individuals or couples seeking that group support to meet others who are are kind of going through this journey as well. Often these are individuals or couples who are sort of struggling through treatment emotionally or it hasn't been, you know, in their favor of working out as quickly as they wanted. And then we also have a third support group for some of our patients who have experienced miscarriage or recurrent pregnancy loss and for them to kind of get together and support each other. Sure. And do you have to be a patient to attend these support groups? You do not. They are offered by FCI. There is no charge for these groups. They're listed on our website, but you can certainly be a part of another practice, and many of our patients are at other practices as well. The other benefit of the Zoom is people are in different states, and they can join us too as well. That's absolutely wonderful. And what are some common reasons people join fertility support groups? So probably... One of the most common reasons is looking, people looking for others that sort of get it, get their story. Often patients, couples, individuals will say, you know, if they share with family, friends, coworkers, colleagues, if they choose that often people who haven't been going through this don't know what this is like and, and they're kind of looking for that support from others that get it. Another reason is curiosity. People want to kind of see, what do you talk about in a group? What is this like? You know, what might I benefit, you know, from this? We're social beings and people like to connect with others. And when this is something that's a little more unique, that's not talked in public as much, people are kind of seeking that support from each other. What a wonderful service. What are some of the benefits of joining a fertility support group, Dr. Edwards? A lot of what was just mentioned by Susan, I think individuals get to talk with others that are going through a similar experience as their own. 
I think they get to also see that they're not really alone, that other people might be facing those same challenges. They have the same questions. So it gives them the opportunity to engage with other people that really understand what their experience is. I think there's a really nice statement that you oftentimes read, Susan, at the beginning of the group that really fits well with what the benefit is. I don't know if you wanted to kind of talk about that or or say that. One of the statements that I read that actually was taken from somebody else, so I cannot take credit for, but I like to share it, is by coming together to share struggles and wisdom, it can help to minimize isolation, maximize knowledge, and improve coping skills to help through the experiences of infertility. And I think that touches on, you know, three real key benefits. Yeah, that's beautifully put. Let's go in the room where it happens. What does a typical support group meeting look like? Well, we have been in the Zoom format for the last couple years, so that took us a little while to adjust to. And so, you know, people are usually in the comfort of their home, and sometimes they even have something to drink with them. And, you know, just kind of relaxing and sharing their story. We're an open-ended group, which means people can come and go when they want. We don't have a specific agenda of what we're following. And so people are usually just sort of sharing their stories. People are throwing out their questions to the group. Often there's so much wisdom amongst each other, and often there's a lot of commonalities. And so, you know, sometimes the conversation just, just sort of picks up. I love it. And what happens then when you graduate from a fertility support group? That's a good question. You don't have to graduate. Some people will stick around for a while. Some will come back and share their success stories. Others might be a little more sensitive once they're expecting, a couple's expecting, and they might sort of self-decide to not attend a group anymore. They don't want to be a trigger or, you know, for people who are still trying to conceive. Some people may come and go with a group. And so, and we also welcome people to come back and share their success stories. And often they do. So you may decide to graduate, but there there often isn't a reason that we're going to say you can't attend. Sure. And Susan, what experiences with patients have stood out for you over the years? Oh, that's a good question as well, too. You know, I think we think about the effects that that all of this may have on family and that impact. I think another thing for me is when we're working with a couple and they might not be both on the same page about something and kind of seeing through their communication through each other, making a joint decision that's best for them. And in kind of opening up their lines of communication and, you know, focusing on the importance of that through coping, through infertility. Okay. And this last question is really for both of you. Just wondering if you can share some words of hope with our listeners. I think if I was to say anything to a patient, it would just be to let them know you are not alone. The things that you may be feeling, the questions that you may be asking, those are the same questions and feelings that others are experiencing also. I think you've also got us. So if you wanted to work with us one-on-one individually, we are here and available for you as a support. We also have the groups, which are made up of other individuals that are going through a similar experience and a similar space that you are. So I think there are just so many opportunities to allow each other to be supported by one another, whether it's 
with Susan and I, whether it's through a group, whether it's with your clinical team, or just knowing that there are others that are walking in the same shoes that you are with the same struggles, the same experiences. And so you are not alone. I would echo that, you know, as well. I think Dr. Edwards put it very well that you're not alone in knowing, you know, to reach out. Sometimes people are bashful to reach out for support. And, you know, sometimes in just talking about this, realizing that what they feel is not unusual. And sometimes there are those helpless moments, but maybe when you sit down and look at that whole big picture, you know, what might be the next best steps that might open up some hopeful future options. Well, Susan and Dr. Edwards, we can't thank you enough for being with us today and for helping us learn all about what behavioral health specialists do in relation to fertility support groups. A true pleasure to have you on with us. Thank you. That was Susan Rosado and Dr. Tiffany Edwards, behavioral health specialists at Fertility Centers of Illinois. Find out more about the services FCI provides for patients by calling 877-324-4483 or head over to fcionline.com to schedule a telemedicine appointment with one of our physicians. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can find more like it in our podcast library. Be sure to give us a like and a follow if you do. This has been the Time to Talk Fertility podcast. I'm your host, Deborah Howell. Have yourself a terrific day.